0: This is our devotional commentary for 2 Kings chapter 18, I'm Pastor Doug Corlew, welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. In the third year of Hoshea king of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. He removed the high places, and broke the pillars, and cut down the Asherah. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made, for until those days the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him. Wherever he went out, he prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him, he struck down the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it, and at the end of three years he took it. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. The king of Assyria carried the Israelites away to Assyria and put them in Hala and on the Hebor, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, even all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded. They neither listened nor obeyed. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong, withdraw from me, whatever you impose on me I will bear. And the king of Assyria required of Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the doorposts that Hezekiah king of Judah had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent the Tartan, the Rab-Saris, and the rab Shekah with a great army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway to the washer's field. And when they called for the king, there came out to them Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder. And the Rabshakeh said to them, Say to Hezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, on what do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words are strategy and power for war? In whom do you now trust that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you are trusting now in Egypt that broken reed of a staff, which will pierce the hand of any man who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, We trust in the Lord, our God, is it not he whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed, saying to Judah and to Jerusalem, You shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Come now, make a wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you two thousand horses, if you are able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you repulse a single captain among the least of my master's servants when you trust in Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Moreover, is it without the Lord that I have come against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim the son of Hilkiah and Shebna and Joah said to the Rabshakeh, Please, speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Do not speak to us in the language of Judah within the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the Rabshakeh said to them, Has my master sent me to speak these words to your master and to you, and not to the men sitting on the wall who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and to drink their own urine? Then the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah. Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. For thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat of his own vine and each one of his own fig tree and each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey that you may live and not die. And do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his hand out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim, Hina and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their lands out of my hand? That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand. But the people were silent and answered him not a word. For the king's command was, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him the words of the Rabshakeh. Now, trust. This is the important question that's set before God's people in Second Kings 18 and 19. Perhaps we easily trust in the Lord when our days are comfortably rolling along and every need is met, but in whom do we trust, really trust, when we encounter the great trials of life? Major change came to Judah about 715 B.C., when Hezekiah took the throne. His commitment to God was not marked by the compromise typical of previous kings. Others maintained an allegiance to the Lord at some level, but were also willing to tolerate the high places and other sites of pagan worship. Hezekiah cleaned things up entirely. Here was a new David, walking in wholehearted obedience to God, he not only demolished pagan idols, he even recognized that the bronze serpent Moses had made had now become a superstitious snare, and he destroyed that too. And the premier virtue of Hezekiah's reign, he trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 5. As a man holds fast to his wife, Hezekiah held fast, To the Lord, and he did not depart from following him. He was a unique leader, a breath of fresh air. Verses 1 through 6. So it may seem surprising that a faithful man like this also encountered great trials. A quick rehash of the northern kingdom's fall in verses 9 through 12 serves to remind us of the kind of climate in which Hezekiah's trust must operate. Though he boldly rebelled against the king of Assyria, verses 7 and 8, this godly king of Judah lived under constant threat of attack. True to form, Sennacherib eventually comes to take possession of the principal towns of Judah also. Verse 13. So please note, you can hold fast to the Lord and the Assyrians will still come. You can know the blessing of God and still encounter severe trouble and grief. Despite Hezekiah's desperate attempt to pay off his attacker, Assyria's king is not satisfied. He sends his agents to demand Jerusalem's surrender. Three of Hezekiah's cabinet ministers come out to face the mockery and intimidation. Verses 13-18 through 18. Even a gift of 2,000 horses couldn't help them at this point because there weren't 2,000 men able to mount them and defend their land. Verse 23. By any human estimate, Judah doesn't stand a chance against an army of 185,000 warriors. So on behalf of the great king of Assyria, his men organized their taunts around a definite theme. On what do you rest this trust of yours? In whom do you now trust? Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord. Some form of the word trust, or rely, appears seven times. Speaking in the Judean dialect, their clear intent is to undermine faith in God and strike fear in the hearts of all. Verses 19-37 through 37. So, in whom do you now trust? Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.